Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For all hard rock, heavy metal bands needing worldwide exposure at affordable prices, online metal promo PR is taking bands from the underground to above ground. Visit their official website at onlinemetalpromo.net. Onlinemetalpromo.net. Welcome to Red Side Review. Today, we are joined by Rigo Von Staley from the band Officer X. What's up, Rodrigo? What's going on? Not, not, much. not much over here. Uh, hanging yeah. out here in uh, right outside of Boston, Massachusetts, where we're from. Really? Yeah. I actually am in New York, so I'm not too far away from you. Cool. cool. And uh, I've been up. Actually, we just came from, um, we went to Cape Cod over the summer. We always go up there every summer. We like it up there. And uh, we like the Boston area, too. We've been, I've been up there. Um, uh, probably years and years ago, but we we went to the uh, the uh, what the the Lizzie Borden house not too long ago. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. So I know no, that's not too far away from there. No, it's pretty hot. It's pretty hot up in Salem right now. Uh, right. Is that where it was? Yeah, Salem is it's Halloween, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not with an A, not a not an E. That's right. So. Otherwise, it'd be turned into a half-priced pumpkin. <laughs> right. <Exactly. laughs> now, do you go up to Salem during the Halloween time, or are you not? I yes, I avoid it. I avoid it like the plague. Really, I avoid it like the the the, the witch burnings. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, I like Salem. I have lots of friends who live up there. We play up there. Uh, a place called Koto that support sports heavy music quite a bit, and we play up there uh, uh, quite a bit. And I, I really love the I love the the town, but uh halloween is just wall-to-wall tourists and oh, yeah. you know you can't get into your you know your favorite record shop uh right. you just you just you know kind of stuck now you can't even go into a bar so right no yeah. I, I avoided for a good couple of months around halloween but it's beautiful <laughs> yeah it's funny though because uh, when i first did go there i liked it a lot we went there a couple times and I, I, it's a nice place but then when halloween's over the place is yeah. dead there's nothing there nothing goes on yeah. they just <laughs> yeah, shut everything which... down <laughs> which is which is how the i think it's which is how the locals like it you know yeah, yeah i could imagine yeah I, it's yeah. the same things around here when people come around here i'm just like go away everybody everybody yeah. comes here for pumpkins and it gets annoying <laughs> <laughs> i totally get it no yeah no great breweries in salem uh great rock scene up in salem mm-hmm. um you know uh, a, a great guitar player a band called the worshiper that uh uh it's, it's made quite a bit of noise around here um he now lives up there and uh you know, it's a good place to go and meet up and have a couple of drinks. Yeah. yeah. 
have you heard of the band Frostbite BC? Because they're from that area too. Uh, I have not. I have not. You uh, might like them. Of... Uh, they're actually a kind of a funny, weird band, but uh, they're like a, a Christmas uh, satanic band. <laughs> and they they all dress up. I mean... in... They, their bass player, his name is Mandir. He's got he dresses up like a deer and he's like a man. And they all and and um I think the guitar player, he's like this jolly green giant guy, and, and the other guitar player is like this uh, little elf guy. So it's it's a it's a big themed band. They're really cool. They've been on the show a few times. Uh, I'm friends with the bass player. But uh, Frostbite BC, I'll look yeah, out for Definitely him. look it up because uh, I think you'd enjoy their show. They're very fun. Cool. So, but we're not here to talk about Frostbite BC. We're here to talk about Officer X. And uh, you guys are releasing your first album. Uh, actually, it was released already September 30th, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, uh, yeah, we're uh, this has been in the works for for a good four years. Mm. But uh, you got to take out about two and a half years out of that because you know uh, we all know what happened. No, um, I have no idea what happened. I don't know. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, yeah look it up. You know, <laughs> you can probably find some. Um, yeah, some data. Uh, no, yeah. So we, um, we, we've been working on this. So essentially Pete, uh, Golan, um, uh, co-songwriter and bass player in the band and myself, we started writing songs quite a while ago and about four years ago, we said, Hey, you know, it's, it's time to, to, to put this stuff down and, yeah. um, start the recording process. Um, uh, and, uh, so we, we started it back then hoping to release it all, uh, sometime in, you know, hopefully 2020. Right. Um, and then, uh, you know, COVID hit and um, everyone hunkered down. And also it didn't seem like a good time for us to 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 um, put anything out. So mm-hmm. we just took our time, wrote a few more songs, um, you know, started uh, working on other things, some content for for the uh, for the release of the of the of the album. Right. Um, and um, and then when things started to lift, we decided to um to 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 put a plan together to put the record out and uh and, you know put some support behind it mm. uh, so yeah it came out september 30th uh, it's called hell is coming um and uh you know and we came up with that title but you know in our the way we thought about it, it's like you know for a lot of people hell is already here right yeah. uh you know so it was just uh you know it was a kind of an interesting uh we we pulled that uh, that that uh, that title out of one of our songs, our new single "Hellfire," mm-hmm. um, uh, and um, and uh, so we decided to use that. But you know, we we just hoped that people didn't think it was too like on the nose <laughs> with everything. That's <laughs> yeah. It fits with the time, so it's it's perfect. Sure does. Sure yeah. does. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, your your band it has went through some lineup changes, right, since the beginning. Yeah, it yeah. sure has. Um, so we uh, we started out uh, with uh, you know any band that survives over a four year period is a you know without any changes is a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know so we had uh, we started the process with Mike Martino on drums, Jared Egan, great musicians, amazing musicians. Um, but you know a lot changed. Like you know like like I just said, you know a lot changed in the last you know two two and a half years or three years or so right. so we um um you know so a lot a lot of a lot changed in people's lives and you know we're understanding of that you know we don't expect to people to kind of stick through the process so pete and i just soldiered on and and uh a few months back we uh hooked up with dave barisi on drums a great amazing 
a local drummer, um, and Robbie Davis, uh, who Pete has known for a very long time on guitar. And now we have a solid lineup and have had it for uh, a few months. Uh, so we're, we're now looking at the next step, All which right. is hopefully hitting the road a little bit and, you know, uh, yeah. making some music outside of the Boston area. Yeah, very cool. So how much has the band changed, though, since uh, like the lineup changes? So it, we started out, uh, Pete and I just wanted to write some heavy music. So, mm. you know, the band originally was called just Officer until mm. we realized that there's 100 officers out there. So I could imagine, yeah. we, we, cho- we chose to put a ne- put a next in front of it. A lot of people just call us Officer anyway, but it's fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, so we decided to just you know we got together to write some, some heavy music we wanted a kind of a band name that doesn't didn't really pigeonhole us as any kind of you know necessarily a metal band or a, you know a hard rock band or a cock rock band or you know we just wanted wanted something that was was kind of you know open sounding kind of like queen you know where you, mm-hmm. you know you don't know no. you know and we so just write a bunch of songs and and, it, and kind of naturally because i grew up with the the new wave of british heavy metal Okay. Um, and Pete grew up with more like on the hard rock side of things. You know, I'm a big Kiss fan as well, but so is he. Yeah. You know, so it became kind of blend a blend of both, and and uh, you know, huge Bowie fan fans, ELO fans. So it started out with us just kind of writing from the hip, and just you know what whatever came out. You know, we never kind of pushed anything out because it wasn't too metal or it wasn't too uh, this or that. We just mm-hmm. wrote freely. Um, and then, but as as it progressed, it just started sounding more and started to coalesce more and more around a more of a, a, a heavy metal, hard rock, heavy, heavy metal theme. And we just kept going. So now the new stuff that we're writing and we you know we've been writing it for the past year, as you can imagine, mm-hmm. uh, the new stuff that we're writing um, is coming out more, much, much more on the uh, on, on the heavy, heavy metal side of things. OK. Um, and uh so yeah it's progressing that way i don't mind because you know i'm a i'm a, I'm a metal head at heart you know right, for right. many many years so. yeah especially for, like the new wave of british heavy metal so yeah yeah i was gonna say i hear a lot of that stuff because i was just listening to hellfire and i what else was the other one lady Soledad. yeah yeah i was listening yeah. to that one and i also also listened to the uh, thunder and lightning cover which was very very good i'm a huge uh, thin lizzie fan oh cool man thanks yeah. so I, I, I i do hear all those influences in, in the music and uh yeah it's really good um yeah so uh and also too i was i was i'm reading the uh the bio and uh you were in the band bang tango no <laughs> you weren't not. in the band bang tango it's a mistake it's a it's a mistake that's that's uh, that's 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 often made no i wasn't a band called bank camaro why did i say bang tango bank camaro i'm an idiot <laughs> sorry that's what i meant bang camaro i didn't have it's the thing right. i was on something else but yes bank camaro no bank tango and funny thing is that i grew up in california so when i was uh was a, a young teen i i would go out to a club out in reseda california called the country club mm. and bang tango played there a few times they were not my favorite no, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't like them my friend of mine used to make fun of them all the time <laughs> I yeah, the, known the, better. The, the singer the singer kind of looked like uh i think ian asbury of the cult but it yeah. did not sound like it. <laughs> not even um, close no, no, no. But, so yeah, uh, Ben Camaro. Yeah, I mean, as, so, as I saw that name, there, I'm like, why do I recognize that name? And then I'm thinking, oh yeah, Guitar Hero. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. So we we kind of rode that wave for a while there. So yeah. for about four or five years, uh, 
I was one of the touring singers with Bank Amaro. It was about, you know, four of us and for no six of us, uh, plus uh, a four piece band um, that, you know, and, uh, and then we, you know, we did all kinds of things. We got out there and I, and, uh, you know, toured the country a few times and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, we played some, some pretty awesome shows, you know, including Lollapalooza and, oh, wow. and, um, and, uh, you know, I think we, we did Conan O'Brien, Jimmy Kimmel, and we thought we we're all going to be rock stars and, you know, right. uh, that we're, that we're just going to, you know, and, you know, it, you know, it's, it's tough out there. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's tough to, to make money as any sort of band as a three piece. Now imagine a, a, a 10 piece, troop of of uh <laughs> of like a misfits. circus right yeah. exactly yeah i know it's like a ska <laughs> band right imagine right. having to go out there and at the time too when we were doing this right at the height of it um you know people are crying now but back then gas was you know almost five dollars a gallon right and we had to get hotel rooms for everybody and uh so it was cost almost cost prohibitive but we had a, a lot of fun for four or five years we had a good run with a uh, guitar hero um, and then rock band, rock band two, and right. you know, we got a little taste of little taste of uh, national fame. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, very cool. How did that happen anyway? So yeah, so I've been playing in Boston bands for a while, um, and uh, a friend of mine, Bryn Bennett, who uh, uh, w- uh, uh, was in a band called the Model Sons, um, he was doing some stuff for Harmonix, uh, the video game company oh, okay. that that uh, that put out Guitar Hero, um, uh, and and I believe Rock Band as well, right? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I think so. Uh, and um, and so one day, I, you know, back then it was MySpace. Remember that MySpace? Oh yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so I I remember that uh, the one day I was on the uh, I, I got a message from Brand out of nowhere. And it said, "Hey, man, I, you know, I can you do you want to come in and sing some metal?" I'm like, "Sure, I can do that." <laughs> and I was like, uh, "I was like, yeah, it's gonna be in like August, such and such in Somerville. Just come out." And I'm like, "All right, um, can you send me the lyrics so that I, um, so that I know what they are ahead yeah. of time?" And I start like getting my head around it. So he sends me uh, two words, "Bang Camaro." <laughs> so I wrote back. I was like, "All right, that's." the name of the song but can you send the lyrics it's like no that's the entire lyrics <laughs> <laughs> you know so because it turns out because bank camaro was very much about um you know just getting people to shout along with us right, uh, right. It, it got a little more got a little more uh complex down the line but at first it was just us kind of yelling right, right big choruses and sounding like you know the way def leppard should have sounded live right, uh, right back in the day with those big gang choruses and so you know, we got that song on, I think, Guitar Hero 2, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And then from then on out, you know, because that kind of caught uh, caught uh, uh, um, on with people a little bit, um, we we did another song called Push Push Lady Lightning. Mm-hmm. And that one got pretty big on Guitar Hero 2, if I'm not mistaken, with Rock Band 2. I'm yeah. getting them all mixed up in my head yeah. now. But uh, and then all of a sudden there was interest nationwide to get the band out to play shows and you know, poor Brand now and his 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 uh, cohort, um, Alex uh, Nicochea, mm. 
you know, they they had to figure out how to take this circus, as you said, on the road. <laughs> and so we had to just figure out how to do it. And we, you know, and, um, and so we all put our heads together and we all assumed different roles. So instead of having a label and, you know, we all, you know, so I was a social media guy for the band. Right, okay. uh, it was singer singer slash social media right. uh guru mm-hmm. um and uh and uh, you know everyone else were doing it you know was doing anything from from tour management so you know we hit the road and it it was quite successful for some time wow. and uh you know got us a taste of again got us a taste of nationwide exposure and it was great yeah, yeah that's cool that's so i would imagine that's probably the, the so far anyway maybe the most fun thing you've done i guess right Quite possibly, yeah. I mean, if you spend five weeks on a road in a in a van full of dudes, man, I mean, it comes to a point where it's not fun anymore. Yeah, but <laughs> but I can say that probably two the first two and a half weeks were a blast. Yeah. <laughs> and then after yeah. that, it was like, man, you spell, you know, <laughs> take a break, give me something at Taco Bell. It's you know, <laughs> well, you might not want to stop at Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Back then, it didn't matter. We That's were true. like trying to just squeak by. <laughs> That's too funny, but uh, hopefully you get that same kind of success with the Officer Rex. I mean, uh, like yeah. I said, it sounds really cool, and it sounds—it's a very old school sounding. It doesn't sound like, uh, you know, it's not. Um, I mean, it does have a, a a little bit of like a, a modern type sound to it, but it, it does have the older heavy metal, new wave of British British heavy metal types sound to it. I hear a little kiss in there, and yeah. uh, your your vocals are, are really good, and uh, your guitar playing too, right? You, you're a guitar player, right? As mm-hmm. well. Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I played uh, Jared. Uh, Jared Egan played a lot of the uh, solos on the record. I played. Uh, it was about a half and half, I think. Okay. Uh, but now, you know, once once Jared uh, took off, I you know we had to kind of keep playing. So I just right. learned all his solos. All right. Um, and now it's like Rob is going to take on some solos, and and uh, but I, I still play a lot of lead as well. I, I just enjoy right. the hell out of it. So. As uh, guitar, something that you've always played, or did you just like find it, you know, take it up recently, or how that become? No, I I, I started playing guitar at, uh, at the age of uh, thirteen, I believe. Oh wow, okay. You know, so about ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured that. I mean, you're very <laughs> yeah, about that. About, yeah, thank you. No, yeah. So I've been playing guitar for for a long, long, long time, and and the funny thing is that I always got pulled into bands to be, even though I'm a trained singer, I've been singing for just as long. Mm. um yeah i always got pulled into bands where i play guitar and sing backups okay you know so not a lot of people knew me as a singer for a while you know at least not on the on the east coast and then uh and then you know then i started stepping out as a singer a little bit more and that's when Bryn heard me and he was like this guy can this guy can scream right right i'm in the studio uh who's the guitar player that got you into playing guitar oh Wow, I, I have to say it was probably, you know, in a strange way, it, it may have been like even someone like Paul Stanley, if okay. that's, you know, you have it, no, no one thinks of him as a guitar player. Right. And I don't even think of him as a guitar player as far as an influence goes. But I remember just seeing him up there with a guitar around his neck mm. and, you know, looking amazing with a star on his eye. And I was just like, yeah. you know, I, that's kind of but but as far as seriously playing the guitar it was probably the guys in iron maiden dave murray uh, and, okay. and uh, adrian smith mm-hmm. um and then i got into you know immediately got into all the neoclassical guys the uh you know the invades the paul gilbert's uh uh michael schenker huge influence okay. michael schenker um absolutely hendrix certainly um i mean the list goes on uh um 
you know, George Harrison of the Beatles, mm. strangely enough, you know, yeah. became a huge influence on me as well. You know, yeah. so the fact that, you know, he puts five notes together and he makes a solo. You know, oh, I know. You know, yeah. It's insane. Gets right. you, it's like, you know, you're playing all this crazy stuff because of your, your the neoclassical guys are doing all this amazing shit and you really want to do all this stuff. Uh, <laughs> but then you, you start like going in that direction and, you, and then you hear someone like George Harrison playing you know like i said three four five notes and he writes a better solo that you can actually take home with you right right, um, right. so i you know i became a, a little later on a few years later i became a huge fan of him as well yeah actually me too i just started getting into well i start when i was younger i, I listened to the beatles uh, probably to the point of like no it was just like getting sickening so i had to stop and then my brother got into it i was like i don't want to hear the beatles anymore and then like two two years ago i'm like i kind of want to hear the beatles again so I yeah. went and bought all the Beatles stuff. And then I'm like, I wonder what George Harrison's uh, solo stuff sounds like. So I went and bought all the George Harrison albums. And I'm like, I wonder what Paul Lin um, John Lennon's uh, album sound like. So I went and bought all his stuff. And I bought Paul McCartney. The only one I didn't buy was Ringo. Because I know his stuff right. is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. I, yeah. I have a special spot in my heart for Ringo, man. But, you know. Yeah, it's, it's the song songs are, uh... Yeah. Yeah, but, songs are not are not my favorite, but you know, yeah. he's still doing it. He's what eighty three years old. I know, and, and yeah, even even uh, uh, Paul McCartney, he's still out there. So yeah, it's 80, crazy. Since he played, he was eighty, turned eighty, I think, uh, a couple of days after he played Boston at Fenway right, this yeah. year. I missed I missed that one, but yeah, he's a he's a huge influence on me, vocal influence. Um, you know, because mm. you, I think if you listen to if you listen to the band, I think you're gonna. Definitely hear the the Dickinson Dio, uh, Jeff Tate um, uh, thing uh, in my vocals, um, uh, but you know they're the singers like they're singers like uh, you know Paul McCartney that influenced me just as much as right. as those other guys, you know, operatic uh, mm -hmm. guys that are a little more obvious. Right, right. Uh, who yeah. is your favorite Beatle? Is it George Harrison or is it Paul McCartney? Oh man, that's you shouldn't ask a man that question. <laughs> uh, some people just have it right off the top of their their, their heads, and they just it's they just it's just clear to them who they are. Yeah. But for me, for me, it's like I I I love I love them all for for different reasons. Right. Uh, but again, Ringo, Ringo, he's, yeah, he's out. But I don't think I don't think he would be. I don't think the Beatles would be the Beatles without Ringo. Right? right? I mean, he's right. got the he's got the He's got just like the feel that I don't I don't know if anyone yeah. else could have done it. Right. But uh, but I would say uh, I, I'm probably more into the uh, into the intricacies of the McCartney songs and, and how he, you know, he really puts those songs together. They're really nicely crafted. Mm -hmm. And then and then, you know, uh, John Lennon comes out with something like happiness is a warm gun and, and it blows your mind because it's, right, like, right, it's an right. operetta. It's, it's like, you know, it's a it's 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 such an inventive way to go and the time signatures that he uses are insane right you know i don't think he's thinking i know actually for a fact that he wasn't thinking oh this is going to be in five four and then it's going to go to four four and then it's going right. to go to yeah he wasn't thinking any of that he was just playing it like he heard it but he was like out of space it was just like some crazy stuff and right. and george harrison his his solo output i think is right up there with paul and john's and right. And I think pound for pound, uh, his songs are just as, you know, he wrote just as many good songs. For the number of songs he wrote, the percentage of amazing ones is just as much 
oh, as yeah. John or better. I think that I, yeah, I, I think George is my favorite because he's like uh, he was always like kind of cast to the back almost in a way. You know, yeah, his his songs little... weren't always up in the front. So, and then when I got into his solo stuff, I'm like, yeah, I think his solo stuff was a lot better than any all of them. You know, yeah, it quite possibly was. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not his early stuff. His early stuff is a whole bunch of noise. I'm like, really? <laughs> uh, that's kind of weird. But uh, he's you know. trying to break away from the pretty Beatles. I yeah, think. I guess so. A little and, nuts. And even uh, even uh, John Lennon, uh, John Lennon, the same way. He, those first two albums of his, uh, just uh, noise again. I'm like, yeah, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> and then he the involved uh, Yoko. I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's she's terrible <laughs> um as far as singing like you said paul mccartney but um is he like the first voice you heard that that want, made you want to sing or how did you want to become a singer um i think that the first the first singer that first two singers that I actually tried to emulate a little bit more were um ian gillen and uh glenn hughes of deep purple Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Burn was one of the first albums that really got me like thinking about you know singing. Um, David Coverdale sings on a lot of that, but it was a lot of it was uh, Glenn Hughes's uh, vocal parts when he took over with the more soulful, like really high um, uh, stuff, like "Might Just Take Your Life" or "Mistreated," uh, not "Mistreated," um, uh, like the, the the bridge in Burn, where you know where he like tra- takes it into the stratosphere and life mm-hmm. he does it even more so glenn hughes was 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 big uh ian gillen shortly after huge um and and like you know like mid period um not so much mid period early to mid period getty lee oh, uh, that's was, interesting right. yeah because you know and people i never tried to sound like him because i don't think anyone could sound like him right right I don't think anyone should try either because, no. no. <laughs> you know, um, but Robert Plant, uh, certainly. Um, okay. And uh, but and then when I was 12 or so, I got into Maiden and then Bruce became my 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 kind of. uh, uh my, my almost my goal as a singer was to to to. To, to be able to do the stuff he did mm. and um and uh, it you know it, it seemed obviously it seemed impossible right. you know and yeah, yeah, yeah. uh i think it's just like the kind of guy who and from what i've heard he's not a guy who's put a lot of training a lot of effort into right into the training part of it into the uh, the uh, into learning how to do it i think he just kind of nailed it Mm. um that way just so you know he said you know he was from from the time he was with uh, the band samson right on uh he just kind of had this distinctive voice and he said had this look too and it's funny because i've met him briefly since and oh, really? he's a very he's a very short guy right you right, know right, i'm yeah. six i'm six two and i've been like six oh, two God. since i was so, like you know i don't know 15 years old yeah. and uh when i met him i was like 16 or 17 years old and he was just little little guy but in my head when i was 12 <laughs> i thought he was a giant i thought right. he was a fucking like viking monster you know he was i just thought he was like huge and buff and then i met him i was like oh my god you're so small 
Um, <laughs> and he's a small guy, yeah. but you know, huge on stage. Huge. I just saw Maiden in DC a couple of days oh, ago. Oh, did you? Okay. Down there to see him. Very cool. Yeah, and amazing, uh, yeah. amazing show. So yeah, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce became my uh, my my influence, and then I moved away from it a little bit and started getting into the more you know, pop guys, you know, and at the same time, as as I was listening to Maiden, I was listening to Wham, you know, I was listening to Michael Jackson, I was listening to, like, Paul McCartney, I was listening to um, uh, lots of, you know, Elton John, I was, you know, so, yeah, I was always into, I was always into, you know, whoever kind of inspired me, I never, I never, like, set, like, boundaries to what right. i was what, what i was going to let influence me right you right know? yeah you just take your your you know the people that are, they do influence you and you kind of make it your own you know? right yeah. and you like it you like it you don't fight it right exactly now are there any new singers out there that you are really like or, or interested in or taking the influence from frankly not really right. <laughs> yeah. not not a lot not a lot no because I think that once I started developing my identity as a singer, and this is a good 15, you know, over that, longer than that, but when when I kind of settled, you know, probably 15, 20 years ago, I kind of settled into my style. Mm-hmm. You know, do I admire a lot of singers that are out there, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I, I kind of just started almost kind of trying to not avoid listening to them, but, you know, I, I don't take a lot of influence from a, a lot of people. I haven't in a long time. Right, I just right, kind of, right. I found my, I found my spot and, and that's and where you're sticking I, to it. And that's, that's <laughs> why I'm going, I'm going to stay, you know, but, but, you know, I, I, but, you know, uh, you know, but then you listen to bands like the Black Dahlia Murder, for example, and um, and you notice that there is that approach where the screaming, which is not something I particularly do well, um, and even listen to a hell of a lot, but the, the screaming is done in a way where there is a low part and there is a high part. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you know, you listen to Macedon, you listen to these guys that, you know, are doing things that are different than traditional metal. And, and you can find... You can find like things that you can add to your arsenal here and there. And, and, you know, I, I, I try to keep an open mind, but I just don't, I couldn't name one singer in the last, in the last 20 years who really like yeah. influenced me, you know, right, I've, right. I've, 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 I was already set in, yeah. set in carbonite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't believe you. I mean, yeah, lately it doesn't seem like there's many bands around that influence anybody, to be honest with you. So it's, it's a mishmash, right? Yeah, Everyone's already is. built on the influences that you've already had for the right. most part. So yeah, pretty much. So yeah, I I, I get it, I get it. Um, but uh, so Officer X, uh, Hell is Coming is out. Uh, where can people go to uh, buy the album or uh, go? You know, your websites or social medias. Right. So uh, I'd say the best thing to do is go to uh, to a. Uh, our Instagram uh, profile, which is Officer X Music, um, uh, and it's the same on Facebook and Twitter. So you can find our links uh, from there. But Instagram uh, is—we put out a lot of content there. Um, we try to keep it fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and uh, if you go to our profile there, you can click on our little link tree profile. It'll take it take you to uh, where you can buy a physical copy of the 
of the CD or cassette. Um, oh, cassette, all right. Yeah, so we're we're um, we're uh, behind on the vinyl thing because it's taken about a year and a half right, to get yeah. vinyl ready. I don't know if you know, mm-hmm. uh, but so uh, anyway, we we're probably going to do that, but we're already kind of halfway through writing our next one, so we're going to plan it out a little bit more. But you can find, um, but you can download it from Bandcamp. Officer X Music as well. Um, that's a great place to go. We love Bandcamp. Uh, you can find our merch out there as well. But yeah, if you go to our social media, Officer X Music, find the link tree link and and uh, yeah, go listen to us. Uh, also YouTube, you know, um, YouTube uh, is, uh, uh, we just, our Hellfire just hit about, you know, 40, 4,500 views, which is yeah. the best we've done so far. Um, and uh, we're, putting together a new video for another song from the album called Red Prince. But just go out there and listen to it on Spotify, uh, wherever it is. We just want people to hear the music after, you know, four years of working on this. Yeah, right. It's about time. People need to hear it. Uh, oh, right. one other thing I did want to ask you. Uh, who yeah. did the artwork for the album cover? Because it's a very cool oh. looking art uh, artwork there. Yeah, no, thank you for asking because he's a, he is a, a, a really great dude. I think he's out of um, Colorado. I saw his artwork on 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 his uh, uh instagram page um uh, a couple of years ago and uh, as i was thinking about the album i i you know sent him a little note and said hey would you do you take commissions because i'd love for you to come up with uh, you know something in your style for and and thankfully he said uh he said yes and we worked together on that cover um and yeah that and and what the way it turned out is that 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 guy on the cover that the, the, the uh well, let's uh, see if the, i can show people it there i think it's coming up should be coming up but that's what it looks like anyway. oh cool yeah there it is so that's his artwork this is a darker than his original uh uh um uh uh, uh his original uh, art mm-hmm. uh because we wanted to we needed something that where we, the logo would stick out a little bit more yeah. um but uh the the thing is uh, i mean the this the whole art the whole piece is is truly beautiful um and uh, we are working with him again actually i just found out yesterday that we're going to be working with him again for oh, the really cover cool. for the cover of the um of our next single uh, the red prince which should be coming out in the next couple of months um and he's amazing his name is preston cram i you know i think i almost forgot to mention his name <laughs> preston cram find him on find him on instagram go check out his stuff he's incredible he actually mm-hmm. did a piece of art uh, where um he did a portrait of the of, of, of the guys in the band, but now the lineup changed, so we can't use the, oh, the portraits yeah. anymore. Yeah. But we we might ask him to do another a, a refreshed one with the with the nude lineup. Yeah. But he did a he did a lineup he did a um, uh, uh, in that same style. He he did the band with things coming out of our heads and tubes, oh, really? you know, coming out. Of, it's insane, and the guy's great. Preston Preston Cram. Um, yeah, look him up. He's he's amazing. He's on Instagram and he's a great, talented, uncompromising artist. Um, he's really great to work with. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I saw that artwork. I'm like, yeah, that's that's, that's really nice looking. So it's, yeah, people have been commenting on it, and yeah, yeah it stands out uh, a lot too. All right, cool. again, thank you very much, Rodrigo, for coming on the show, and uh, I wish you all the luck in the world with uh, Officer X, and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, I get to see you. Do you have any shows coming up? We, uh, we don't up? we don't have anything coming up. It's Nothing. all in the works right now. Um, we we just had a few shows to support the release of the album, and um, we are now in the uh, working on um, probably starting in January to do something a little more consistent. So yeah, keep an eye out. We're, we're going to start announcing it. Um, 
uh, again, all over our social media channels. All right. Sounds good. Again, thank you very much for coming on the show. And we will see you Thanks, guys. Man. Yep, no problem. We will see you guys next week, ratsalreview.com. And uh, see you then. Goodbye. Wonderful. Awesome. Good talking. All right. Good talking to you. And thank you much. Uh, thank you very much for coming on. Yep. All right. Have a good night. Yeah. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, look no further than the Ratsaw Review Network. Ratsaw Review is taking over the podcast world with plenty of shows to choose from within their network of entertaining programming, including the flagship show Ratsaw Review with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and Lou Mavs, as well as occasional co-hosts Manny Mejias and James Lilquist. We also have the official Ratsaw Review spin-offs, such as Album vs. Album, Screams from the Grave, where we discuss beloved yet forgotten hard rock and metal albums of the past and a King Diamond podcast called This Broadcast Belongs to Them. We've also got Old Man Metal's Musings, The Right Opinion with Harrison Bergeron, Beyond Bushido, a podcast dedicated to pro wrestling and MMA with James Lilquist and Eric Adams. No relation to the guy from Manowar or the mayor of New York City. The Vieira Vault with Ralph Vieira. Schmackamagab! gob to you too, Ralph. The Timo Toki podcast featuring Stradivarius and Avalon founding member Timo Toki. The BS Sessions with Mark and Jerry. Just the cheese, please. A podcast dedicated to cheesy films of the 1980s with Tara J and Adam. The Friday Night Party with the great Harry Barnett and Evie. And the Music is Life podcast with Lou Mavs. The Ratsaw Review Network is your go-to one-stop shop for the best podcasts out there today. Go to RatsawReview.com for more info. And to find out where you can find, follow, subscribe, and comment on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and all streaming platforms. The Ratsaw Review Network. We're We're taking over. over. Grrrr.